Welcome to the FinTech Combine. I'm Chris Kovacs, your host. I'm also the president and CEO of Constellation Digital Partners. And this is the series where we talk with and sometimes about community financial institutions, their adoption of digital technology, and which FinTechs they are selecting. We also mix it with just a little bit of tough love. On this episode, I'll be speaking with Saroop Barwani and Kirk Drake from CU Copilot to help us separate fact from fiction as it relates to artificial intelligence. So if you're ready, let's suit up and get out on the field. Welcome, everybody. I'm super excited to have Saroop Barwani and Kirk Drake with us today. Saroop is the founder and CEO of Senso AI, and Kirk Drake is the CEO of CU 2.0 and is helping bring Senso AI to the credit union movement through a project called CU Copilot. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. I want to start off in the beginning. Um, question for Saru. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you began working in artificial intelligence? Yeah, no, happy to. And uh, Chris, thanks for having me on. Really, uh, really appreciate it. Excited about what you guys are doing. Uh, so I'm a Toronto-based guy, uh, born and raised. I uh, grew up writing code. My dad was a computer scientist. Uh, always been entrepreneurial as well. Come from an entrepreneurial family. Um, and went to school in computer engineering in like university. I was inspired by some professors that talked about AI, you know, way back in the day. Um, so I took a minor in neuropsychology and I really started to think early on around the intersections between, you know, machines and the human brain. And it just got my mind thinking of it. I wonder if one day, you know, machines will eventually pass the Turing test. You know, Alan Turing wrote a paper in the 50s about whether machines can think. And I can safely say right now is probably the most exciting time in my life because I believe in a lot of ways we have passed the Turing test. A lot of people would argue that. Um, over the past decade, um, I've been working uh, with financial institutions building AI products and being from Toronto, you know, we have a skyline, it's five big banks and the CN Tower. So naturally that was my training ground for really understanding how banks worked, how they leverage data and analytics from the early days to um, leverage that for customer support, marketing, and various other use cases. But in early 2021, we uh, entered the U.S. market, met Chris and uh, Kirk at CU 2.0, and just really fell in love with the collaborative nature of the credit union space. And you know, about that same time, we started playing around with the GPT API. We got early access, and you know, these guys were saying, "Hey, you guys got to build an industry-specific product," especially after ChatGPT launched. So. That's what brought us to CU Copilot. We launched in April, and it's been so exciting. Kurt, can you share with us a little bit about what the goals of CU Copilot are? Yeah, so you know, when I was really when we when Serp and I first started talking about this, I'd kind of thought about early days of ongoing operations, early days of CU Wallet, where you see this big kind of monumental shift, uh, kind of occurring or brewing. Uh, I think I first started getting into AI probably 2013, 2014 timeframe, book came out in 2021 on it. And as I looked at that, I thought, okay, the, the credit union industry needs to be able to communally learn in real time to keep up with these trains. We can't keep living in this. Uh, life happened in some other industry and seven to 10 years later, we stick our heads up and then our late adopters, we miss the entire competitive advantage that's going on. And so I thought, we hadn't intentionally designed CU Wallet that way, but that was definitely a part of the value that occurred. And so I said to Saroop, I said, why don't we figure out how to tie these two things where you're trying to figure out how to productize and bring this thing to market. 
And these grantees need to learn about this. And if we can get the early adopters in where we're all communally learning and getting the best practices and the best seat that they get a driver's seat or a passenger seat at seeing the innovation tech happen in real time and learning in real time and knowing what to avoid in the future. And you get product market fit way earlier. And, and we can tie these two things together. So that's the that was the main goal in that. So we hear all about the different things that AI is going to do for us or to us, right? So the question for you is, what are the key features and functions of the CU Copilot solution that credit unions could look forward to using? Great. I can start there and Kirk, feel free to add anything. So, you know, the potential for, for large language models is vast. It's a general purpose technology and the amount of use cases that it can serve across any industry is just like, it's just like countless uh, every day I'm learning about new use cases. So there's a bit of use case ADD. And so our approach really, instead of kind of like doing any use cases, has been really kind of like engage the industry. We did that like January to March, CU 2.0 put us in front of about 40 credit unions really to ask questions, you know, are you using ChatGPT? You know, how could this type of technology be useful in your organization? So we really identified like three use cases to begin with that we wanted to kind of start with. And the, the approach is really kind of this consortium of credit unions, engage them on calls every like three to four weeks and really kind of like divide and conquer, right? So, you know, this segment of uh, credit unions work on one use case and the second one use uh, does another use case, et cetera. And then we come on these calls and share wins and areas of improvement that allow allow us to not only win with one use case and get closer to winning with one use case, but we're collaborating to win across many use cases. And the list will continue to expand as we get those wins. Uh, this collaborative nature is really, really working to our advantage as an industry. Um, and it enables us to kind of like, you know, again, one plus one equals, you know, equals three or equals five. It's, it continues to compound. And that's that's been our approach and it's hugely beneficial, but there are many use cases and the ones we're focused on right now are, you know, customer member support, really members um, querying policy and procedures documents in a much more frictionless way, um, really kind of analyzing call transcript data to surface up insights within the organization and really kind of taking like updating the organization on changes that have been made to documents, whether it be internal or regulatory documents. Um, so those are the three use cases we're focused on. And those are the top three we identified as being the most applicable that the market needs. Yeah. So uh, go ahead, Kirk. So as I would add, I, you know, I think there's a handful more that come out in some of these weird esoteric things like vendor due diligence packages and, you know, data analytics, you know, compare and contrast of, of things or surveys or writing business continuity plans, right? There's no reason with a credit union knowledge base of, of 20 credit unions BCP plans that we ever need to have someone write a BCP plan mm -hmm. again, right? It can just spit it out on demand. Same with IT security, it can be more custom, it can be more tailored to the situation. And our our policy procedure compliance stuff can get a lot simpler quickly. How do you work with the credit unions to define what the next use case you're going to tackle is? Is it, because uh, I can just imagine, I've worked in lots of groups where credit unions can provide, you know, a hundred different details, a hundred different ideas for where to take this, right? So how do you decide which is the one that you're going to pursue as a part of CU Copilot? It's a dictator. Say, say that again? I said it's a dictatorship. <laughs> um, one, one of the things we've, the way we've designed CU Copilot is, is almost make it really easy to test out new use cases. Literally, you don't need technical knowledge. It's like a sandbox environment. You know, uh, sync your knowledge base with CU Copilot, create what we call a collection, 
synchronize, associate documents and see if that's going to work, right? Um, so we have credit unions using this, experimenting with all sorts of use cases as, as a sandbox. And then we come to these meetings saying, hey, which which of these use cases do each of you find exciting? And, and it's really like that alignment in terms of which is a top three uh, really got us to a place where we identified these three. Um, but we're constantly assessing like the validity of other use cases, like Kirk mentioned, right? Because this sandbox is really easy to experiment with. You talked about consuming documents. One of the key things, I think, from credit union adoption for in artificial intelligence is going to be their ability to understand, collect, and provide their data wow. in regard to that. To what degree does a credit union's ability to access their data or not uh, open the door to specific AI applications or, or in, in some cases, make it not available to them? Yeah, great question. Uh, we've started with unstructured data. So uh, PDFs, uh, information in Word documents, uh, text files, call transcripts. Um, the reason we've done that is because a lot of the time a non-technical user will be able to actually ingest that information. And a lot of that information like policy and procedures is easier to get started with than connecting to a core, right? So unstructured data has really been the starting point where it's a lot easier to consume that in a lot of cases than structured data. We are working our way up to more structured use cases. And I think that some credit unions have challenges in accessing that. Core integrations are difficult. So we're working our way up to that. But the, the reason why we started with unstructured is because we feel the need to actually have get credit unions to move fast, start learning, get some wins under their plate, invigorate their staff so that they can think of more robust applications they can work their way up to. Are there particular challenges, Kurt, that you've seen credit unions have? And how can CU Copilot help them overcome those? Yeah, there's there's three objections or challenges that I've seen so far. So the first one is the, we're just going to wait until someone solves this for all parts of our business in seven years, and then we're going to adopt, <laughs> right? And, and my counter is, look, um, it's not like when electricity came out, not that I remember that, I know Chris Odie does, but um, it, <laughs> it's not like when the internet came out or smartphones, where if you're if you were late to get a smartphone, sure, you might be teased, you might feel a little silly, and it might take you a couple of days to catch back up to all the UI changes and stuff, but it isn't this huge, like monumental impact if you were, you know, year four of having a website versus year one, right? Mm -hmm. With AI, there's a lot of data and a lot of use cases where if you don't get on early, you miss, you and the models miss the early learning that creates a competitive advantage, right? And so skipping out and waiting for perfect or good enough, um, actually causes a huge long-term disruption because your teams, your people, your uh, data doesn't get the number of iterations that your competition gets, and that causes a huge problem. The, the second one is, well, Microsoft's rolling out Copilot, right? And so we'll just wait for that, right? Um, and, and in that scenario, again, yes, they are going to come out with that, but they're not going to tailor that to credit in specific use cases. It will be tailored to Word docs in a SharePoint environment. Uh, and I don't know about the rest of you, I don't feel like SharePoint has has ever lived up to its height <laughs> you know, in 10 years. Right. Uh, and, and so when you look at that environment, you go, really, it's, it's not an either or, it's a yes and, right? And we need to have both of these things to really get the tailored use cases and workflows that are going to be germane to how credit unions work and how credit employees work and, you know, this other one. And then the, the third one is almost this, 
Well, I, you know, all I've seen, Chet, is the data segregation. You know, how do I get my, how do I keep my data separate from getting ingested in the Borg of of ChatGPT and OpenAI, and then my members' information is is out there? And and we've got to answer that. Saru probably can answer that question better than I can. Uh, so go for it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, like we're model agnostic, right? So um, if, you know, an organization like a credit union has the ability to, uh, has a, access to a, a model with a zero to data retention policy, they can literally plug that into our system. They can leverage an out of the box one. We typically use OpenAI or Google's, um, but we are model agnostic. So really kind of like, it's, it's really up to the organization in terms of how they want to implement and what API key they want to leverage based on their data strategy. That's interesting. Do you help them select which of the models might be most helpful for them based on the use case that you're developing for? Absolutely. Right. And so it's more mostly the model version and the, the vendor. Um, and absolutely, right. we provide recommendations. We even prov provide the ability in CU Copilot to say, here's the collection that leverages one API, yours. Here's one that leverages another. So you can set an A-B test it and see for yourself, right? Um, so I, I believe rather than just saying it, just try it, do it, see if you can right. see a difference in the in the in in the actual output, um, and if not, maybe select the one that that you have preference towards. So I think there's trade offs there, but uh, of course that education is really important. Kirk made a great case for getting started early. What does AI in credit unions look like in five years? You want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give my really quick answer. I think that in the in the next decade, we're all going to have access to broad-based, ubiquitous intelligence. I think the holy grail of any credit union is to almost have like a digital assistant that any member can talk to and, you know, transfer money, uh, start a new checking account, um, really answer some of the questions like, you know, if I were to refinance my mortgage, what would my monthly payment be? Being able to get answers to that, they're simple questions. But like, you know, they've always been very difficult. And I think working our way towards that is sort of the holy grail. It's just that, you know, how do you create a roadmap to get there? But this technology is going to be available to anyone, you know, with a smartphone and it's going to be able to book our flights, answer our emails. We're going to be sitting here at like uh, five years, 10 years from now being like, did we, why did we answer our emails the old way? <laughs> and so I think that that's what the world's going to look like. And I think it's going to move really fast. I think. Go ahead, Kurt. I'll add on that, which is I think it's going to make everything that much faster still, right? And so, and so it's literally like in January, I was speaking at uh, a conference and I did, you know, the write a, a rap about credit unions, you know, in Biggie Small style, right? And and by the time I got to February, it was like, oh, there's this thing called prompt engineering and I need to ask better questions and I need to figure out how to do that. And then it was, how can I use this in event planning? How can I use this in marketing messages? And then by April, May, it was, oh, we can re-engineer FinTech launch. So what used to be a six-week process is now a six-minute process. Um, and we get to the same result in figuring out a FinTech's 25-word pitch, figuring out you know all these other things in there much, much faster. And then by uh, end of August, it was not, not, not only am I streaming multiple of these together, but in the winery... I created a prompt that writes wine content as if it's the winemaker in my wife's tone and voice. And then it is, there's a prompt that writes wine content in the wine uh, seller business of winery content in my voice. And then I've got a series of mid-journey prompts that churn out imagery in the brand's view 
I mean, it took like eight hours of work to figure out how to put mm -hmm. together. And then in early September, I fired our marketing company and saved $5,000 a month in wine marketing expense by being able to on-demand create things that are getting more attention than what they were doing and are more on brand, more on voice, et cetera. But that started in journey one in month one, and it's been an intentional, I'm going to invest two to four hours every week into this skill set of using AI and understanding what it can and can't do and that it makes up fake LinkedIn profiles, right? Um, but over here, it works really, really well. Uh, and I think that's the starting point, right? And we're going to see that acceleration where much like you sit in front of email today, you're going to sit in front of these tools and it's going to do a good portion of the initial drafting of things. And you're going to see an email from a member or a, uh, an employee, it's going to have a pre-drafted response and you're going to go, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> right. And so the, the transactional things are going to happen that much faster. Uh, and it's just going to completely change that dynamic. Sarup, what's the industry response been? Yeah. Uh, so I think initially, um, you know, when you start to start to bring this, this technology up and, and I just got back from my 27th industry talk in front of like, you know, just either a network or an association or, you know, a board executive talk. And it starts with a little bit of, of fear at the beginning um, where, you know, everybody's trying to understand the risks and, you know, they're curious, but they're scared. But then I always ended in a note where after sharing the potential use cases and benefits to their business, it always ends up in excitement. So where I always end up in this, these conversations is um, really optimistic, really excited. There's a sense of urgency to begin soon but they getting educated on how to cautiously move and make decisions in terms of selecting use cases, selecting vendors, uh, data privacy, those kind of things is essentially what everybody's accelerating to get educated about. And that's kind of what Kirk and I do. Like it starts with education and then CU Copilot is just an on-ramp to get started in doing versus just talking. And the faster you do, the more you're going to learn. How does a credit union who's interested in participating in CU Copilot, reach out to you guys and start to work with you? Kirk uh, and Chris are usually the gateways. Um, so CU 2.0's website. I know there's a link uh, uh, we can share with you, Chris, uh, to get started. Uh, they can reach out to me on you know, Twitter or X uh, at Saroop Barwani. Uh, those are the ways to, to get access to us. Or just email me at kdrake at CU-2 or, you know, Odie is not hard to find at any bar. So... Um, <laughs> You, you yeah. know, the great connector, Kirk Drake. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, I really appreciate the time and effort. I think there's been a really great discussion and I know that our viewers are really going to appreciate it. So thank you very much for taking the time out of your very busy schedules. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. That was a great discussion. Remember to like and subscribe on the platform of your choice. And don't forget to sign up for the Discord server so we can keep the conversations going on. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you next time.